Good morning on this Saturday morning. Welcome to our devotional Golden Nugget, Food for Thought and for the Imagination. We had been talking about Jesus Christ being made a high priest after the order of Melchizedek. And the question is this, how does that affect us in our present day age when and where we live at? To the Jews, the Levitical priesthood, uh, the priesthood and the high priest after Aaron was the most important thing that they had uh, during their their system. Their life depended upon and their life revolved around the giving of the law, all the, whether there were ceremonial or social uh, uh, ordinances and statutes that had been given to them, everything revolved around that the sacrificial uh, animals that were used and what was done. So as long as the priesthood was there, then they continued. And as long as the temple or the tabernacle was standing, they had a place to sacrifice. Well, of course, in 70 AD, when the Roman legions invaded uh, Jerusalem, they lost their temple. Since then, of course, the sacrifices basically ceased. They didn't have a place. They still follow many of their traditions. They still follow the Torah, the law, but they don't have a high priest at the moment. Uh, so that that they still have the tribe of is the tribe of Levi uh, uh, scattered, and basically whatever has as remnants returned to uh, Israel and Jerusalem. But the point is this. God had made a promise to uh, to Jesus. He made an oath compared uh, differently to what was given to Aaron and to the Levitical priesthood. Now, this is what it says in the book of Hebrews, chapter 7, verse 15. And it is yet far more evident that after the similitude of Melchizedek, that there arises another priest. Now, as far as the Levitical priesthood was concerned, that is all that they knew. That is all that they ever uh, had known. They didn't know there was another priesthood that was going to arise. But the thing is this, once you changed a high priest, then there had to be a change in everything else, including the law. In Hebrews seven sixteen, it says, who is made not after the law, of a carnal commandment, but after the power of an endless life. Verse 17, For he testifieth, Thou art a priest forever after the order of Melchizedek. Verse number 18, For there verily is, there verily a disannulling of the commandment going before for the weakness and the unprofitableness there. In other words, there's going to be a change in a high priest. There's also going to be a change in the law and the way that certain things were done. One was after a cardinal commandment, or, or, or we're going to use the word for carnal pertaining to the flesh, to try to bring it under subjection, try to, well, not so much bring it under subjection, to bring some control and stability into their lives 
by following the law that had been given by Moses. And of course, that failed, according to the book of Romans, that was limited in their ability to fulfill the righteousness that the law demanded from them. It says in verse number 19, it says, For the law made nothing perfect, but the bringing of a better hope did, by by the which we draw near unto God. See, they would have to go to the high priest and bring the sacrifice or to the priest, Levitical priesthood, for whatever sins and whatever requirements were demanded of them, the males to meet uh, three times a year at the gathering of the special feasts that were set apart. But we are, 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 are not called to do that. Our hope is not being made perfect in the flesh, but our hope is drawing near to God in the order of Melchizedek the priesthood, and from there having an endless life that actually emanates and flows out of us and our relationship with God. Now, Romans chapter 8, verse number 4, it says that the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. They did not walk after the spirit because the spirit was not in them, and whoever it came upon, it was only temporary for whatever was going to be done. And then he was lifted. But in us, the Holy Spirit came to make resident. His, he, made to make, he came to make a place uh, of permanency in us. He has been deposited in us as a seal in our lives. So that from there, we can walk in the spirit and not in the flesh. The law did not prevent them from walking in the flesh. The law simply was given so that it might make sin sinful. It was given to point, look, this is wrong. This is right. And the flesh had no power in itself to make itself better or to fulfill all that was demanded of the law. So everybody came short of the glory of God as far as that was concerned. But when Christ came and the Holy Spirit descended upon him and remained, then the promise was given that we would no longer be living and walking a life in the flesh all alone, but we would be living that life by the faith of the Son of God to be able to have the strength the ability, the victory, the power to overcome every single action of what the flesh is and or was or will be in our lives as long as we are on this planet and living in this body. He has made provision for us, but he says for us not to make any provision for the flesh. He has empowered our spirit and he has renewed our mind or we're being renewed in our mind on a daily basis so that we no longer think according not only to the flesh, but according to the way that the world thinks. The world lives, the world acts. Now, Paul goes on to explain in Romans chapter 7 concerning the effects of the law and walking in the flesh versus walking in the spirit and walking by faith. 
And that is the life that Christ came to provide for us. In his priesthood, as our high priest, we are now also invited to be intercessors along with him. We are also invited to walk holy as he is holy, to walk perfect as he is perfect. And the word perfect there is mature, not perfect without a spot, but perfect in the sense that uh, we are walking in a maturity as sons and not just simply children that are tossed to and fro with whatever little wind of doctrine that comes. But we have stability in our lives. We're anchored in a sure hope. Our foundation is laid in faith that is unmovable and unshakable. Now, the scripture goes on to say, Brethren, Know ye not, for I speak to them that know the law, how that the law has dominion over a man as long as he lives. For, he, for And then it says in verse 2, For the woman which, is, which has a husband is bound by the law to her husband so long as he liveth. But if the husband be dead, she is loosed from the law of her husband. Now, the Apostle Paul is making a comparison between sin and the flesh and walking by faith and in the Spirit. And he goes on to describe that once we have been loose, once we have died with Christ, in other words, once we recognize that he was our substitute and when he hung on that cross, we, we hung with him and we died we basically died to the old man, to the old nature, so that we could be free to be married to another, which is Christ, to be able to now walk in faith and walk in the Spirit in our lives. So long as we continue to be married to the law, the law has all its demands and effects upon us. But if we're married to Christ, then that means that our life depends on walking by faith and walking by the Spirit. We have been cut free, loose, just like in the natural. If a woman is married and her husband dies, then she is freed. She is no longer committed. She is no longer bound to her previous husband, but she is free to marry uh, someone else that she may want to. Well, in this case, it winds up being that we, the believer, are married to Christ. It's the comparison that is made, that we become joined to him. In verse number three of Romans chapter seven, it says, So then, if while her husband liveth, she be married to another man, she would be called an adulteress. But if her husband be dead, he is free, uh, she is free from that law so that she is no adulteress, though she be married to another man. In this case, uh, the Jews, especially the Jews, because they were, and we're going to use the, the word married to the law. They were married to uh, Moses. They were married to that way and that custom uh, of life. Then it, for them to go and be involved in other religions and other uh, forms of worship, it was called adultery. 
automatically they were condemned that they were an adulterous nation going after strange gods and worshiping and bowing, etc. So the same thing is applied to us as believers, as Christians, even though we're not Jews, we were bound under the dominion of the law. We were bound under the dominion of sin, according to uh, Romans chapter 6. It had control over us. And the most that we could do was just come to God and, and, and see if he could deal with us and take away our guilt and not judge us, not condemn us. And that was about it. But when Christ came, he dealt with that issue so that we could not only have our conscience purified by the blood of Jesus, but that we could have a new nature on the inside so that we would be free from walking according to the law and now be able to walk according to the flesh, excuse me, walk according to faith and walk according to the Spirit of God. And in doing so, then we truly become part of the new priesthood where Jesus is the high priest and our intercessions, our petitioning, our supplications, our intercessions are made and we are heard. Our conscience is cleared. Our conscience is purified. Our guilt is taken away. There is now therefore no condemnation to them that are in Christ Jesus who walk not after the flesh but walk after the Spirit. This is, this is some of the most wonderful news that we can possibly hear about the gospel in that we are made free from that dominion that was over us. So long as we walk by faith and walk in the Spirit, then the old man or the law does not have dominion over it. Not only does it not have dominion over us, we fulfill the righteousness that it demands of us. And not only is the righteousness of the law fulfilled in us, but we, 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 we no longer have to worry about keeping a certain thing because then that demands that we keep everything. Now what we keep is walking by faith for when we fulfill the law of God by walking in love, then we have fulfilled the commandment that he has for us. So the scripture goes on to say in uh, Romans uh, chapter 7, in verse number 5, For when we were in the flesh, the motions of sin which were by the law did work in our members to bring forth fruit unto death. But now, verse number 6, now we are delivered from the law, being dead therein were held that we should serve in newness of spirit and not in the oldness of the letter. And this is, this is the best that we can understand, that now we are dead. I, am, I consider myself crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, but not I, but Christ lives in me. And the life that I now live, I live by the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who died and rose for me. He loved me and he made it possible for me to be transferred, translated, not into the not only into the kingdom of his dear son, the kingdom of God, but also be translated from darkness 
into light and be translated into a new life, a newness of life in the spirit. Consider this food for thought and for the imagination. Keep looking up. Our redemption draws near. The Lord richly and fully bless you. In Jesus' mighty name, amen.